This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Away we go at 4 o'clock. Welcome back in to Gwen and Chris, Crisello, Matt Scraby. Together in our Odyssey Palace Studios, Tony Gwynn Jr. courses in Los Angeles. Where else would you rather be? And then at Game 1 of the National League Divisional Series, the Padres and Dodgers tonight, we will have the pregame show with Sammy Love getting underway at 5.30 this afternoon. And then the first pitch shortly after 6.30 tonight with Julio Urias going against the Padres' Mike Clevenger. First of a best-of-five series, Game 2 will be tomorrow night, an hour earlier at 5.30. Right now we're going to have some fun, play some Chris versus the fans, our trivia game opportunity for you to call in and qualify for our grand prize giveaway, which is a two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino plus a VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook, the world's largest race and sports book, and on top of all that, a $250 food and beverage credit. So uh, the only way you can win that, you have to pick up the phone. you got to dial in 833-288-0973 and uh, get yourself in line to play a little trivia. Keep in mind, even if you're not a trivia master, you can win this game because you will uh, advance and move on if I miss the question, and that does happen, albeit rarely. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it happens more it than you think. It does happen rare. It's rarely, rare, I mean. but it does happen. So uh, you can sometimes take advantage of my misses and uh, qualify that way. Before we get to Chris versus the fans while everybody's calling in, uh, Jeff Passan. And who doesn't love Jeff Passan around here? Uh, I, I like Jeff Passan. You do? Yeah, I think I... I it's a love hate because I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but I do love it when he goes after the trolls on Twitter. All right. He's an ESPN columnist, ESPN.com columnist. He ranked the Padres and every other baseball team left in the playoffs in eight different categories. Home run power, the Padres ranked seventh out of the eight teams left in the playoffs. Contact aptitude, Padres ranked fourth yeah, out of the eight teams. Base running, Padres ranked seventh. Uh, 
rotation, Padres ranked sixth. Sixth with that rotation. That's crazy. Uh, high strikeout, low walk bullpen, Padres ranked seventh. Up the middle defense, Padres ranked sixth. That'll be news to Hassan Kim and Jay Cronenworth. And manager, the Padres ranked fourth. If you add it all up, of the eight teams in Jeff Passan's rating system, the Padres are the worst of the eight teams okay. left in the baseball playoffs. I did playoffs. see this. I did see this. Yeah. And I did disagree with a lot yeah. of it. Guess who the best team was? The Braves, who are already down one game to none by way of their 7-6 loss to the Phillies earlier this afternoon. Mariners still lead the Astros 7-5. Astros coming to bat here in the bottom of the ninth inning. So we'll keep you up to date on that while we play some Chris versus the fans. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. How do I play, Scraby? Uh, you just sit right there, and I'll get you involved in just a second, Chris. That's how you play this game we call Chris versus the fans. The rules are these. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Chris gets it right, you are eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. And Chris versus the fans is brought to you by Genesis Home Improvements, San Diego's trusted painting, roofing, and window company. You were talking about the uh, winner that doesn't need to necessarily get any questions right. I met one of those winners at Alesmith on Friday. And oh, yeah. They were very happy. They were sure. very happy with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, so. the good thing is, is they called in to play. Exactly. That's the main thing. I always try to tell everybody because I get a lot of people telling me, oh, I listen to Chris versus the fans. and I, I get feel... every question right. No, they don't always say that. They say I get some right, I get some wrong. I say, well, you should call in and play. Yeah. I mean, that's it's fun to play along listening. But it's much more fun to play and have a chance to qualify for a trip to Las Vegas. I agree. So I agree 100%. All right, we got pretty full phone lines, yes, so we let's do. get let's to it. Let's go to our first contestant, Lucas in Poway. Lucas, are you there? What's up? How are we doing? Go pretty Padres! Good. Go that Padres! Boy, Lucas. Are you ready boy. to play? Jeff Passons is ranking. Wait, wait, say that again? Jeff Passons rankings, what would you say? Oh, yeah, wait. Oh, I see. He said he he's. I thought he Jeff. swore, but he no, was he putting didn't. down no, Jeff no, no, Passan's no, no, no. rankings. Well, you know whatever, never, whatever, never. whatever works for you, Jeff Passan. <laughs> That's right. right. The Padres were rated the worst pitching staff by MLB.com as well. Yes, they were. We saw how the Mets dealt with that. Maybe Buck Showalter saw that and was like, "There's no way Joe Musgrove could be pitching." MLB.com well. said they're the worst pitching staff. How yeah, can they be how could pitching this be like possible? This? Yeah. All right, Lucas. Uh, here we go. Question number one. And I have some wild card series questions in question number one for this week. Okay. Uh, what was the score of the final game, game three of the Padres wild card series against the Mets? Six to zero. Six to zero is correct. Lucas is all over that one. You know, I, uh, I I get I get all messed up with scores. I can't I can't remember scores for the life of me. So good for you, Lucas. That is not easy to do. Question number two. All right, uh, another wild card series question. What inning did Trent Grisham hit his home run against Max Scherzer in on Friday? Uh, what inning? What inning? inning? 
Second oh inning. Goodness. Number two. Number, second inning. Okay, second inning, number two. Wow, we got a player in our Uh-oh, hands. We got a boy, Lucas. Set a boy. Uh, One more to wrap it up. Top of the second. Top of the second. Yeah. All right. Josh Bell homered in the first inning and Grisham Holborn in the second inning. Here we go. Question number three for your trip or chance to win a trip to Vegas. All right. This is a regular season question. You, Darvish, led. Excuse me. You don't, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I, I, I like half coughed. Anyway, you Darvish. L- l- Let me start this over. My Are goodness. you still still with us, Lucas? Or have you hung up because this is so bad? Okay. No, he's got a shot to go to Las Vegas. He's not going anywhere. Here it is. You Darvish led Padres starters with 20 straight games this season, recording at least five strikeouts. What Padres starter in the regular season is second with 10 straight games with at least five strikeouts? My goodness, you're tough. 10 straight oh. games with five strikeouts. Yes. And, and I've limited it to starters. Not, well, the relievers I'm don't say, strike I'm out gonna, five I'm gonna in a row. Joe. I'm You're going to say Joe. It's a good guess. Unfortunately, incorrect. It's not that good of a guess, or it would have been right. No, I mean, Joe's always a good guess, but Joe took a dip during the middle of the year. The only other one I can guess is Blake Snell for this. Blake Snell. This is the beauty of this question. Wow. It is wrong, and Lucas wins. It was. Get ready for this. Sean Manaya. How about that? Huh? Sean Manaya, I love that question. That is a great question. Had, uh, what, 10 consecutive games or five or more strikeouts? He did, yeah. And you, Darvish, had 20, which is wow. ridiculous. All right. Well, <laughs> Sean Manaya wins you a chance to go to Las Vegas, Lucas. So stay tuned. Don't go too far away. Scraby will get back to you shortly yeah, there. there. Give you an opportunity to uh, get your information in. Sorry to everybody else who wanted to play today, but that's how it works. See, sometimes I don't know the answer to the question. And the caller qualifies you know now we got a couple seconds here um i didn't expect the game to end so early we have one more of tony's clubhouse interviews if you would like to hear from yeah the padres pitching coach ruben niebla celebrating sunday's victory yeah absolutely we're also going to hear from bob melvin shortly uh his pregame interview up at dodger stadium this afternoon so we'll be taking you up there for that in just a few minutes but why not relive a little of the fun from sunday night you know what? I'm going to grab Ruben, Ruben Niebla, while I'm right here. I got, I'm got i with pitching coach Ruben Niebla right now. He's done a tremendous job for this ball club all year. Ruben, just give me your impressions of how locked in Joe Musgrove was in the biggest start of his career. No, it was it was unbelievable. You know what? It, nothing surprises me from Joe. You know, he was, he was uh, vintage Joe, right? I mean, it, he went right after it. The challenge was there, and he confronted it straight on, and he did a great job, man. At, at that point, do as you as a pitcher coach, you just get out the way at that point and just let him go do his thing? He's well prepared. He knows what the attack plan is. He prepares for that. We've been having good bullpen sessions. He's been he's been locked in here lately, if you guys haven't noticed. But, yeah, he's, he's stayed out of his way. Pat him in the butt a couple times, you know. This time it was seven times. And then them gone his way, right? What what went through your mind when when Buck Walter came out? They they rubbed their ear, hands around his ears. They checked his glove. What went through your mind at that point? I was not very happy. I don't know if the camera was on me, but I was not very happy. And you know, okay, I get it. 
tactics. That's all it was. But what happened was that it motivated Joe. It motivated him, and that kind of how it worked in our favor. Ruben, get back out there and, and get some more champagne dumped on you. Thank you. Thank you. I like Ruben Niebla. He sounds seems like a fun guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sounded good. He did. He sounded really good. Said he was mad when they checked Joe Musgrove. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they did show him in the, the the dugout a little bit, and he he had this look on his face like he was he was personally offended by this, and I don't blame him because he's the pitching coach and he knows that his guy is not cheating and someone's accusing him of that. But they did show him in the dugout, not as bad as he may have thought in his head when he brought it up with Tony. Again, the whole thing is uh, calling into character the que- you know calling into question rather the character not only of Joe Musgrove. We're calling into question the character of the Padres and their staff and their organization that they'd be running Absolutely. a guy out there for game three of a winner-take-all playoff series and uh, have him cheat. So I can totally understand why Ruben Niebla was upset, and uh, it's why most of the Padre fans are upset. I mean, frankly, that's the reason. I mean, Buck Showalter still hasn't apologized for this, And I think he owes an apology for basically saying to everybody, I think Joe Musgrove's a cheater. Hey, Joe, I think you're a cheater. Guess what? He isn't, even though, you know, his spin rate was up and people were looking at it sideways. They didn't find anything on him. So to me, Buck Showalter owes an apology. He's not, he's hiding behind the fact that, you know, he was just trying to protect his guys. I've heard that one before, but I don't buy it. I just don't. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I buy that that's what he thought the reason was, but I don't think he thought it through, and that's why I thought, honestly, it wasn't right. There's a shot of a little kid in the uh, at the Astros game. He's crying. Uh-oh. Because with the Astros to down to their final strike <laughs> against the Mariners. Oh. He's probably a little happier now. Jeremy Pena just singled, so the Astros have the tying runs on base with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning, trailing 7-5. to five. Poor kid. But uh, I remember when I – well, I, I used to cry when the Dolphins lost. And as a matter of fact, I cried this past Sunday. Oh, did you? When they lost to the Jets by, <laughs> yeah. like, 30. I was bawling. <laughs> you went, once Teddy Bridgewater went out, there was just tears flowing from Tears were flowing, yeah. And so, you DVR'd the rest of the game still. I can understand why this young man <laughs> is uh, a little bit upset. but uh, I, cry, I cried before. You know when uh, Brett Favre beat the 49ers, I believe, in the 98 NFC Championship? How old those? were you at the time? I, that would have made me 12 or 13. All right, that's and, about the crying age. Yes, and... Uh, I was so excited for the 49ers. I was the I was an older kid who was going to a big game. I understood the impact of it, and I cried because uh, Brett Favre beat Speaking them. of your guy, Brett Favre, he oh, no. says he's done nothing wrong oh, and that he has been, quote, smeared by the media in response to his involvement in a, a welfare investigation that has been underway in Mississippi. Favre said, uh, I have been unjustly smeared in the media. I have done nothing wrong. And it is past time to set the record straight. Uh, we'll see. I know. Uh, the funds uh, designated for welfare recipients were going to the university or to me. I tried to help my alma mater, Southern Miss, and uh, I tried to help them raise funds for a wellness center. My goal was and always will be to improve the athletic facilities at my university. But according to an audit, Favre uh, was up to no good here. And uh, kept some of the money for himself. Favre has not been criminally charged, but he is a defendant in a civil lawsuit filed by the state. So that's the latest on your guy, Brett Favre. I don't cry for Brett Favre anymore. No, not anymore. All right, let's take a break. We'll check some traffic. When we come back, we still have Bob Melvin 
his pregame press conference from Dodger Stadium on the uh, day of Game 1 of the National League Divisional Series. We'll also have Tony Gwynn Jr. rejoining us for a Big Five. And we'll hear from Sammy Lev, a live report from Dodger Stadium in the 5 o'clock hour. It all leads us to the pregame show. The uh, Real quick, if you're trying to follow along with us in this Astro-Mariner game, the Mariners are making a pitching change. So two on, two outs, bottom of the ninth. 7-5 Mariners. We'll tell you how it turns out when we come back after traffic. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ryan Anderson, our buddy on uh, TBS with the call just moments ago, Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros hits a two-out, three-run homer in the bottom of the ninth inning to give the Astros a thrilling 8-7 come-from-behind victory over the Seattle Mariners. Indeed, postseason baseball is alive. The Astros take a one nothing lead in that series. They trailed 7-3 to heading into the eighth inning. And uh, Alec Bregman hit a two-run homer, and then Alvarez with two outs, a three-run shot in the bottom of the ninth. The Mariners brought in starting left-hander Robbie Ray to face Alvarez with uh, two men on, took their closer out of the ball game. 
and uh, Alvarez made him pay for the strategy. Just crushed it. Just crushed deep it deep into the right field stands. Uh, Second deck. Yeah. So the Astros get a thriller and uh, walk it off over the Mariners eight to seven earlier today. The Phillies beat the Braves seven to six, and uh, Cleveland and the Yankees are getting underway. In about 15 minutes, of course, we're all leading everything to uh, Padre Baseball tonight, game one of the series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Bob Melvin at Dodger Stadium today, his pregame press conference. Let's listen in on what the skipper had to say. About the 13 pitchers, was that going to happen no matter what in a three of five, or does the way that Dodger lineup work counts and everything have any influence on that? Well, probably a little of both, but we were regardless probably going to go to 13. Um, We just want to make sure you don't get caught. You know, once you go extra innings, we're in pretty good shape, you know, with the day off as far as guys being available. But uh, 13 is a little bit more conducive to a longer series. As far as facing Arias, you've faced him multiple times. Obviously great stuff. Yeah. I mean, does it help at all seeing the, the sequencing and the movement and everything, or is he tough no matter what? Yes and no. I mean, what we know about him, it's tough to hit him. I think everybody's had a problem with him this year. So... You know, you look at some of the matchup numbers, they're not great. So I kind of put those away and didn't look too hard at them today. But, you know, it's it's a guy that you want to try to make him work, throw some pitches. And, you know, we, we know what his stuff looks like. We know how he pitches. It's just, you know, making hard contact off him sometimes is difficult. Back row, Bryce. Bob, I know you guys were underdogs going into the, the Mets series. You are here. Joe with the... The uh, kind of substance check thing said he looked for motivation in that moment, and he does. As a team, is that a real thing? Can you lean on any of those things, or, or is that kind of overblown in terms of the potential to, to mine that and use that? Yeah, I think as a group, maybe, you know, individually, maybe guys handle it differently. Um, as a group, look, we played these guys a lot this year, and they've handed it to us. So, you know, we'd like to think it's our turn as far as winning a series against him. You know, it's it's 0-0, and, and, you know, after a fantastic season they've had, which, give them credit, they played great all year long, you know, we're back to back to even. So uh, it's just trying to take advantage, win a series for the first time this year, and, you know, maybe some of the, you know, the series that we played against him before that took it on the chin, maybe that, that motivates you a little bit more. Good down here, AJ. You go into the, did you go into the decision today to go with Drury and uh, Myers and Nobel? Yeah, it was a hard one, but Drury was going to play today somewhere. You know, he's got a long history hitting left-handed pitching, so he was going to be in the lineup somewhere. And it also gives me a, a matchup pinch hitter off the bench and Josh. Like I said, hard not to, to play him today, but, you know, the way Will's been playing defense at first, left-handed pitcher, you know, we, we went with the lineup we did today. Grisham, the way he's been swinging, so we have three lefties in there. But Josh is a, is a great matchup to come off the bench because he's a switch hitter and he has some power. You, fr- you flipped Pro and Kim a little bit this season when you've been facing left-handed pitching. Is this kind of just a product if you want to stick with what worked for you in New York? Yeah, I think, you know, a little bit more continuity from – and also has a lot to do with how Pro's swinging the bat. So it's been, it's been going on for a while now. Kim's been doing some great stuff for us at the bottom, too. You know, one of the reasons that we played so well in the, in the series against the Mets was the production we got from the bottom of the lineup. You know, Nola, Kim, Grisham, obviously. So some continuity, a little bit of consistency, and, and Pro knows how to lead off. Okay, you know, Kevin? This is the first time that you faced the – you, not you. You faced the Dodgers 19 times in a season. What was the biggest thing that 
you learned about why they are so good? Well, you know, obviously the first four guys in the lineup are about as good as you get, and that taking nothing away from the rest of the guys too because they mix, mix and match very well. They have power throughout. Um, but they, you know, as far as pitching staff goes, they wear you out. You know, even if they don't get you early, they seem to make you throw a lot of pitches, foul a lot of balls off, frustrate you. You get some guys on, and then they have the ability to hit a home run one through nine in the lineup. So it, it's their team is very indicative of, of how they played and how good they are. Um, so that's what we've learned. I'm going to go here to the, on the right against the wall. Bob, for Clevin, his last start against the White Sox, what, what went so right for him in that game and how much of that is transferable to tonight? Yeah, you, any, anytime you have a good outing, you should carry it forward with you. You know, a lot of times it's you know, the rest that he gets, how healthy he feels, how good his arm feels on a particular outing. He knew potentially he wasn't going to be out there that long and he could just go after it and not have to pace himself. So I think maybe taking the same you know, mindset into this game that he did the last game, and he has a long history of being a really good pitcher and, and competing. You know, especially in, you know, with Cleveland and postseasons and big games. Um, so I think going into this game, he should feel very confident. There he is, Bob Melvin, uh, this afternoon at Dodger Stadium, his pregame press conference, talking about uh, his lineup selections for tonight against Julio Urias. I'll tell you one thing, Scraby. I'm looking at some of the career numbers that these Padres have against Urias. Mm. It is not uh, it's, it's not good. Uh, Jerickson Profar has two hits in his career against Urias. He's got a 125 average. Juan Soto has one for 18 against Urias, an 056 batting average. Uh, Brandon Drury's one for five against him. Will Myers is three for 25, a 120 average. Jay Cronenworth two for 17 has hit 118 in his career against Urias. Hassan Kim, no hits and nine at-bats. Trent Grisham, no hits and seven at-bats. And Austin Nola, three for 15, hitting 200. Now that's everybody in the Padre lineup at 200 or worse against Arias, except for Manny Machado. Manny Machado's had great career success against Arias. He's got 10 hits, a 370 batting average, and four home runs. So... I'd be surprised if Manny gets much to hit tonight from Rios. It's going to be up to Brandon Drury and Will Myers, the guys batting behind Machado, I think, to do the damage against the Dodgers tonight. We'll take a quick timeout. Tony Gwynn Jr. is back. We've got our big five. The Astros, what drama. Beating the Mariners. Walk off. Jordan Alvarez, 8-7 Houston. Phillies over the Braves, 7-6. What will happen, Dodgers, Padres, We'll all find out a little bit later on on 97.3 The Fan. All right, 4.35 is the time. Welcome back to Ben and Chris. We're an hour away from the pregame show, just a couple of hours away from the first game of the NLDS. The Padres, as you know, are taking on the Dodgers, and we've got the game for you right here. On 97.3 The Fan, we also have Tony Gwynn Jr. back with us. Time now for today's Big Five, Tony. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, we are going to get into a lot, including uh, the NLDS roster. Brian Kenny. We'll also get into some of the NFL things that happened over the weekend that we haven't really talked about yet. So let's start, though, first. Number five. The Padres NLDS roster. It came out for them earlier today. Really no big changes other than Mike Clevenger replacing Brandon Dixon on the roster. So, Tony, would you have made any other changes? Nope. This roster is those are all the 26 guys that need to be on this roster um, no, I would make no changes. Chris? Well, I think it was a good move to uh, put Mike Clevenger on in place of Brandon Dixon because I expect Clevenger to pitch better than Dixon would pitch tonight. <laughs> so I think that was a solid choice by Bob Melvin there. Um, but, no, uh, you got 13 pitchers. So you're going to probably need them all to get through this series against L.A. And, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody was necessarily left off. So let's go to let's go to bat. Let's go to war. We're ready. I know. I, I you know what? One thing is true. I've been around uh, driving around town today. There are lots of Padres people, fans, very excited. I've seen flags. I've seen people just yelling "Go Padres!" stuff like that. So, been waiting a long yeah, that, time that for should, this opportunity. That should be no surprise. I mean, no. they, they, we've been talking about this forever. <laughs> I mean, even during the 2020 season, we're still talking about it. So, yeah, let's, it's, it's time to go to work. Number four. Well, MLB Network's Brian Kenny, he had some things to say about Joe Musgrove and his uh, start the other night against the Mets in New York. We all know Buck Showalter went out there and had the the referees. I'm looking at a soccer clip as I'm reading this. The umpires check Joe for sticky substances. Well, he was on high heat with uh, Chris Mad Dog Russo, and Brian Kenny said this. Uh, you're going to fight me. I'm just saying right now. You believe Brian Kenny, in your opinion, you believe that just Joe Musgrove cheated last night in game three. The evidence that I'm looking at indicates that he made a huge leap in spin rate. Don't give me the indicate. Yeah. Yes or no? Well, uh, Did he cheat? Dog, dog, 
I didn't change with him I yesterday. Asked you I didn't change with him. Yes or no? If you're saying what's the greater leap of faith, the greater leap of faith is to believe he wasn't using any stuff. And when he was asked after the game last night, they said, "Hey, what you know? What did they find on you?" He goes, "Oh, uh, you know, what's on your ears? Oh, I don't know. They didn't find anything. How about there's nothing on my ears?" What? So, in other words, you think Joe Musgrove cheated? Yeah. Okay, that, that's it. I oh man, all right. I don't even know where to start with this, to be honest, because he he went on later. There was another clip floating around of him at de describing why he thought that because he put the spin rates up and everything like that. But Chris, my question to you guys is, how? Uh, why is Brian Kenny like this to the Padres? That's I the best question we got on this one. No. Is why is Brian Kenny like this? This guy has been a mess for a long time. All right, Sorry. you asked the question. No, it's okay because it was a bad question. I don't think we need a question. We can just comment yeah, just, on what he just, said. That's just and, perfect. You know, right. basically what he said is irresponsible. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, it's irresponsible because he hasn't have anything to back it up. Uh, Buck Showalter, I, I think, was out of pocket even to check him in the first place. But even if you think that Buck Showalter was okay to check him, the umpires did check him. They found nothing wrong. Uh, it, it, it sets a dangerous precedent, what Joe Walter did. I mean, are you going to tell me now that every time a team is getting shut out playoff game, they're going to uh, they're going to blame the pitcher for cheating? I mean, that's basically what Joe Walter was doing. He was calling into character uh, Musgrove and uh, Brian Kenny's doing much the same thing without any proof or without any evidence to back it up. As I said yesterday, Brian Kenny's an idiot. He's always been one. Uh, I don't know if he's picking on the Padres, but he's showing that he's irresponsible. I mean, it, it, to be on a national televised program on the MLB network and to be basically uh, claiming that one of the pitchers in the league is flat out cheating in a playoff game without any evidence is just uh, it's irreprehensible as I tried to say yesterday and did a better job of saying this time uh, well yes it was it was great yesterday it was great now Tony what do you have to say about this I, I, I full just full transparency I've always had an issue with Brian Kenny, like uh, this dates back to when he was covering boxing and how he used to talk about certain boxers used to just irritate me and it moved on to when he was trying to bring my dad um, in my opinion he was trying to make my dad's career seem less than in order to make the point that Tim Raines should be in the Hall of Fame and he didn't need to do that Tim Raines was a Hall of Famer I think by a lot of people's count regardless of trying to bring my father into it so that being said um as Chris said, this this guy is is an idiot. It's response. It's irresponsible. A eh? and this is the problem. Uh, and so you know you have this whole analytic versus quote unquote old school thoughts, right? And this is the problem that people have with folks who only look at analytics and numbers to make valid points. So his point was that his spin rate was up higher than it was during the regular season. That is something that can be accounted for in pure adrenaline and pure just, you know what, letting it all go at that point. Maybe not everybody can reach that level, but I'm willing to bet that there are a lot of pitchers who have higher spin rates uh, come, you know, playoff time. It's, it's a different monster. And, and so then the whole point of what happens when you've never actually thrown a baseball hard enough to be able to, to – to have your own experience to to put this with. And that's Brian Kenny. This dude is like the least athletic person I've ever seen in my life. I'm pretty positive he's never been able to spin a baseball 
at any point in his life. And so he has to re- to rely on these numbers because he doesn't have anything else to, to really pin it out, pin it to because he's never done it himself. And that's the problem with cats like this. Um, they they want to be in the know. And then you're going to you're going to go out and try to disparage a man's character based on some numbers that you see that may be a, a little bit irregular than than what you than what you normally saw during the, the the regular season and that's supposed to be enough evidence to get on national TV and and, and disparage my man Joe like it, it's it's really it's this is who this guy is and uh I I have never been a fan he's he's uh you know I'll leave it at that well, I, I'm not going to leave it at that, Tony. I'm going to add to the fact that they did show that almost everybody's spin rate is up pitching in the postseason, uh, not just Joe Musgrove. So that's something that he conveniently left out of his argument. And, and this really is a bad look because you're going ahead and you're saying something, and a lot of people believe you just listening to you because you're in a position to say something that, as you said, disparages Musgrove's character. There's a lot of people out there who don't know Joe Musgrove who think maybe he's a cheater now. And and that, like I said, it's completely irresponsible. He should be taken off the air for and, and saying by, something he, that that He really should be. And and the other thing, his last, his last point he made, which was the dumbest of all of the points, um, <laughs> when he said – when he, they asked him what was on his ears, he said, I don't know. I didn't find, They didn't find nothing. It, that's good enough. He literally had an umpire scrape around his ears, oh, bro. Don't remind me. <laughs> and, and, and you know the, you know, my man uh, Alfonso Marquez was probably not happy that he had to rub his fingers around Joe's ears considering <sighs> he probably was sweating like crazy. I don't know. Maybe it's sweat. Jesus. I'm I'd sorry. like to see a Joe no. Musgrove spin rate pitch come a little high and tight on Brian Kenny. <laughs> it would be never great. happen because he is he is not capable of picking up a bat, <laughs> just like he wasn't capable. I remember I remember an ESPN scene when when Floyd Mayweather was trying to make nice after he had already aired my man. Uh, uh, what's his name again? Conor McGregor. No, uh, who are we talking about? Brian, Brian Kenny. Kenny. Oh, uh, we, we, sorry. Uh, Chris Webber uh, actually shadow boxing. He, he had right now. he had already aired him out at one point, and you know that machine where they kind of test your power, your punch oh, power. Yes, yes, yes. He yes. did this thing, and it was <laughs> it was pathetic. It was absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Floyd had to like show him how to use his hip. So if he can't use his hip to throw a punch, you know he ain't gonna be used to be able to use his legs to to swing a baseball bat. So <laughs> I digress. I'm sorry. This guy's a clown. Man, I loved every minute of everything that was. Just I don't even know that we have to do the rest of the big five. No, I think, I think that the speaks show's for over. Itself. I think yeah. the show's over. I had no idea light. that any of this had taken place until really? I came into today. That's good yeah. though. That's good though. You're you're disconnected, which is probably better than being too connected like we are. Wow. Yeah. What a, what a, yeah. what a I'm what a all joke. for people being in media who have never played a professional sport because that's people like. That's me. why I hesitated to say that because I don't want it to come off like. You're anti, but but, but yeah. when but when you're going to use strictly numbers to attack somebody's character, yeah. when you can't, I, all he, I'm, dude, all those pitchers in there that they got, he couldn't ask anybody, hey, come um, postseason, is your adrenaline a little bit higher? Could you foresee maybe some spin rate being up? He could ask anybody. <laughs> he could have. He could have. Well, just, that's just a clown show. Number three. Uh, The NFL is only five weeks into the 2022 season, but they have faced a whole lot of controversy in that time. First, we have the Tua Tonga-Vailoa head injury, and then the Tua rule needed to be developed. 
Now in week five, there's going to be discussion about roughing the passer penalties. The Falcons were called for this after they stopped Tom Brady and the Buccaneers late in the game, which gave the Bucs a first down, and they were able to ice the game from there. Last night, Chiefs defensive end Chris Jones was called for it, even though he actually ended up with the ball after that play. They said that he roughed the passer because he put all of his body weight down on Derek Carr. So, Tony, what kind of changes do you think the NFL needs to make on this role? Let me say this, too. Chris Jones was interviewed after the game, and he said that if they're going to do something like change the tour rule, then they should also maybe review some of these roughing the passer plays or have some sort of double-checking on it because it's becoming ridiculous. Tony, what kind of changes does the NFL need to make? That's the change right there. They need to review those type of calls because in real time, in that particular play, for instance, in real time, it's hard to see that he is putting his left hand down to really take. Because do you remember before they put the rule in about this, you would see defensive linemen literally put their hands up like they were splashing in a pool as they <laughs> yes. put as they put all their body weight on guys. Yeah. The, the fact that he put his left hand down to at least brace. I mean, he's three, as he said, 345, 325 um, <laughs> as, to at least take away some of that weight. That is the the move to make, I think. Those type of calls should be reviewable because on the flip side of that, that same Tom Brady throwdown tackle happened to Patrick Mahomes. They didn't call it. And so, you know, I think that for that specific call, it should be something that they can take a look at if they deem necessary. Uh, Chris, what do you think? they got to start deeming it necessary uh, to take a look at it. You ought to be able to challenge some of these roughing the passer calls. And uh, I think the NFL came out today and said they're going to look at it at the end of the season. That's going to be far too late. There's going to yeah. be too many games decided by this. The Atlanta play was ludicrous. There was no way that was roughing the passer. The Falcons should have gotten the ball back and had a chance to win that game. And it uh, it, it just it reeked of protecting Tom Brady too much, which is something a lot of people are critical of already. I will tell you this when Tua Tonga-Vailoa was flung to the ground and got the concussion in Cincinnati there was no penalty on that play I just want to let everybody know that was not even deemed roughing the passer the Atlanta play against Tom Brady was far less physical than that Uh, and again and for Chris Jones uh, that was another absurd call last night there's no question about it Uh, I don't know where he's supposed to land I mean he made the tackle he fell down on top of Derek Carr uh, that ought to be reviewable. The NFL needs to put that rule in immediately because it's uh, it's messing up games right now. I can't necessarily, although I'd like to blame the referees for poor judgment, they're being told to protect the quarterback at all costs, but they need to be more consistent. If you're going to call it on against Brady, then uh, the Tonga-Vailoa play for sure right. should have been right. you know called. I mean, the guy was knocked out of action who knows for how long. So uh, it, it's the inconsistencies that bother the fans, and the NFL better, better figure it out sooner rather than later. Yes. Number two. Los Angeles Chargers coach Brandon Staley expressed no second thoughts Monday regarding his late game fourth down decision a day earlier that almost lost them the game. They ended up winning 30 to 28, but they went for it on fourth and uh, short when on their own 46 yard line, which then gave the Browns the ball and they were able to attempt a 54 yard field goal. Cade York missed that field goal. So it worked out for the Chargers and Brandon Staley, but you know who was watching from home? Keenan Allen, wide receiver, Mm. hamstring injury. He's nursing that hamstring injury at home. He tweeted something and then deleted it. But he tweeted right after they went for it on fourth down, WTF are we doing? And then he deleted it. 
uh, Brandon Staley said, you know what? We're cool. We're even closer now that we've talked about this issue. Which yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, too. Chris, do you think Staley is on the verge of losing this team? Uh, no, I don't think it's that uh, drastic, but I think that Keenan Allen is saying and uh, tweeting something that a lot of his team probably felt. I mean, everybody yeah. came to his defense after the game and said, oh, that's our coach. He goes for it. I'm going to stick by him no matter what. But that was a stupid decision. And, and and even though some of the analytics said it was the right decision, that just goes to show you how stupid analytics are. I mean, there's less <laughs> than a minute to play in the game. You punt the football. The Browns have no timeouts. They're going to have to drive the length of the field to get in field goal range. Instead, they took a chance of giving them the ball right there at midfield. And Cleveland very nearly made him pay for that decision. At the time of the move, I thought it was really, really stupid. I was thinking WTF. And I was also thinking... Brandon Staley, this is what he does. I mean, he yeah. he goes for it even without reason behind it. So I, I don't think he's going to lose his team, but they lose a couple games like that. There's going to be a lot more criticism than there was this time, not just from Keenan Allen. Yeah. Uh, Tony, do you think Brandon Staley is on the verge of losing the Chargers? No, but uh, there is the key. That last part that Chris mentioned, they lose some more games. Dudes are, are going to start feeling some type of way because if Keenan's feeling like that, I could I would consider him one of the leaders on that. Yeah, he's team. been on there a long time. Um, I would say that there's probably other guys, as Chris said, that are uh, feeling the same way. And if you keep losing ball games, I don't care you know who you are and what the analytics say, dudes will will tune you out, and that as seems like the death uh, kneel for all head coaches in the NFL. Once guys stop listening to you. Or don't believe in your your culture message, your, your scheme, your message. They tune you out, and after that, it's you, 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 it doesn't matter how talented your team is. We see that all the time in the NFL. So, uh, no, I don't think that we're at that point at this point uh, at to right now. But I just think um, eventually you keep making those. And here's my other question, right? Because that's what. I feel like we're having these type of conversations a lot about the Chargers over the last two years. The whole fourth down thing. Um, at some point, if it's if you're losing games, even when the analytics are telling you that certain plays are are, are, are good are green light, and those plays end up being big factors in you losing games, does the analytics is it really beneficial at that point? That's my question. Yeah, I just can't believe that the analytics said that was the smart play right there. There was no reason. There was nothing. There was so little to gain other than keeping the ball and running out the clock. Right. As opposed to giving Cleveland a whole field to go with no timeouts. It didn't seem like the risk was anywhere near worth the reward. That's the other thing. Are we being bamboozled? Is he just telling us that's what <laughs> yeah, the analytics right. said? <laughs> that's because right. we we actually haven't seen the data that he's selling us. That you yeah, know, this is right. what this is what he can tell us anything he wants at this point. Yeah, he, I didn't he, believe yeah. it. Take that for data. <laughs> Number one. All right, no question here, but we have another injury of the strange variety popping up in baseball. I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was with a member of the Phillies, per Rob Thompson, who is now the uh, manager of the Philadelphia Phillies after an extension uh, yesterday, I believe. Uh, Phillies re- reliever David Robertson strained his right calf, jumping up in joy in the air when Bryce Harper homered against the Cardinals last round. He did not make the roster because he is out for the team in the division series. So, I mean, no real question, as I said, but we've been covering injuries of the strange, and I would say celebrating for your teammate is a pretty strange injury. 
It's pretty yeah. strange, but it's not surprising. I mean, guys right. get injured in these celebrations. I mean, we, we, we go all the way back to the, you know, I remember uh, one of the players on the Houston Astros many years ago cut his finger opening, you know, a bottle of champagne and missed a playoff series. I mean, if you're going to celebrate, uh, you run the risk of uh, getting hurt. I mean, it's 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 a long shot, but uh, you got to be a little careful with your celebration. David Robertson paid the price this time, and the Phillies are going to be lesser without him because that bullpen is already a question mark. All right. Thank you, guys. That is it for the Big Five. When we get back, I, I we're won't gonna... answer that question. That's cool. Oh, I thought I gave you a space. Give him a chance. I gave you a space. I thought you were done. Go ahead. I I never. Did I even say anything on this question? Not that I heard. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Tony, will you please? I'm going to pull down the music. Will you please? Will you please uh, answer this for us? What Chris said. Oh, my goodness. That was not worth my time. Wait a minute, Scraby. Don't get too upset. You might strain a muscle. Oh, I just did. I'm down. I'm out. Chris and I are going to get you set for this game one between the Dodgers and the Padres. Stick around. Uh, We will have lots of information for you on 97.3 The Fan. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 